0: Welcome to the very first episode of the empowering partners for improved care epic podcast each month you will learn and hear informative information about patients family and staff engagement initiatives, including barriers and proven practices that may impact your own interventions at the dialysis Center. Um, I, Jessica Billo, Patient Engagement Specialist for ESRD Network 3, will be your host for today, and we will be talking about a facility's first patient engagement experience in their monthly co-op meetings. Um, with, our, with us today, we have a guest. Uh, her name is Eileen McFarland. She is the Facility Administrator at Wellbound Cherry Hill. Hi, Eileen, and thank you for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure.
0: Eileen, how long have you been a Facility Administrator at Wellbound?
1: I've been with um, Satellite Healthcare, Wellbound of, of Mercer and Cherry Hill for 15 years now.
0: Wow, wow, that's a wealth of uh, knowledge that you could uh, share with many. Uh, so it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to have you here with us today, and a pleasure to share on this first conversation. I know that it started with you reaching out and kind of talking about the topic of patient engagement in Quapi, um, and so I said, "Hey, how about we uh, bring you to the podcast and share some of those initiatives?" So today we will actually be covering three areas, uh, and those three areas will be. Uh, the recruitment of the patients and family members that you had participating in your co-op meeting, uh, your first-time experience because this is the first time you shared having 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 had patients participating in, in uh, your facility's co meetings, and some of the takeaways that um, that happened from that meeting and the impact to future meetings that you will be having, uh, or the work—not just the meetings, but the work that you'll be doing at your facility as well. Uh, so, with that being said, Eileen, let's get started with our first topic, and that will be. Uh, share a little bit about the recruitment process or how did it go about, how do you guys went about uh, recruiting those patients and family members to participate in your co meeting?
1: Well, originally when I had received your email, I had reached out to the nurses and asked them if they could recruit a couple of patients. Hopefully um, from both modalities, I have home hemo and I have peritoneal dialysis patients. And so they picked one of each and they were able to, Uh, recruit a PD patient along with his caregiver and the caregiver of one of the home hemo patients. She solely takes care of her, her husband, who is a teacher. Right. He doesn't participate in his care at all, except to give her um, instructions. But other than that, she does everything. So I was glad to have the both of them at the meeting.
0: I mean, yeah, that's, it's amazing that not only were you able to recruit the patient, but also their caregiver um, and have that active participation of those caregivers in in this meeting. I, I think, oftentimes, facility kind of struggle between who can I have in my meetings. Uh, is it, is it going to be a patient? Um, how can we have that engagement in 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 uh, of that patient in the meeting? But you guys went above and beyond, and not only reached out to the patient, now you have family members who are very active participants in their in the patient's care as well, their family members' care, be a part of these uh, of these meetings. So that's I think great, and having the Not just one person leading the recruitment, but you have multiple staff working on this and kind of coming together and say, hey, we got to do this as a team. Let's come up and and recruit somebody to be a part of that meeting. Um, And adding a little bit to that, how do you do you know how the staff kind of share the participation in the meetings? Like, Did they provide them any insight as to what were their expectations in the meeting and things like that?
1: Well, I believe they spoke to the fact they wanted to discuss uh, the quality at the center and they wanted to have feedback from both patients and caregivers where we could improve or where we were doing well. And both of these individuals are very verbal, okay. so they jumped right on the bandwagon to come and participate in the Quapi meeting, my thoughts are: if I had to, as I go forward, mm-hmm. as I have to do it again, um, I would. I'm going to send out the recruitment letter to all the patients now, okay, including the whoever has a caregiver, and see who would like to attend, and rotate people coming into the meetings because you know I found it to be very beneficial. Yeah with their their suggestions and recommendations. The other thing after the meeting, and I had given some thought to, was you have action items, and there there are quite a few of them. I think the next time going forward, what I'll try to do is focus on one or two action items that the network recommends us discussing and bring that into the mix. Because as you know, quality meetings can be cumbersome and... And I don't think they knew exactly what we were talking about. I think I'm going to take a little more time going forward and explain a little bit more about the process and what's happening in, in, in each area we're discussing at that time. hemoglobins, care plans, transplant, a lot of the stuff that you had on your list
0: Oh, that's awesome! I, I, I like the idea of how you mentioned kind of rotating that participation of the patients and family members as well. Since you have that engagement uh, on a monthly basis, and kind of giving that opportunity to someone who may also want to continue their engagement in the future, say, hey, I would like to come back, maybe follow up on those action items as you mentioned that they suggested during the meeting, and providing feedback to them of what happened with those action items. But I one thing that we shared with um, as a best practice last year. That we learned from last year is that a facility said we're going to follow that process and call them guests of honors in our in our in our co meetings that way they don't feel intimidated by any other terms, such as maybe a subject matter expert or a facility representative uh, or something like that. So saying saying to them that they are our patient or family member guest of honor in our meetings kind of gives them that opportunity to just, it's not a commitment that they're making, it's just a one-time kind of deal. Uh, and if they want to continue participating after that, they can con- continue doing so. And I also like the concept of you kind of explaining to them in detail, um, maybe not focusing on all, not not, not going through all the topics that you have to cover with, or that you would like to cover with them, but rather focusing on a few of them and, and getting more in depth, so that they have a better understanding of maybe the goals, the outcomes that you're uh, having with those with those uh, measures. So I think that's a great, great, um, uh, great feedback and great initiative that you can uh, move forward with.
1: Well, I think it's also important that the patients uh, there's transparency. Yeah, and. They have a better understanding beside what they're all going through um, personally, but that, you know, that there's a greater good happening here. By their participation, um, this might generate, you know, uh, they might be more proactive with their care, knowing that there's certain measures that we're trying to achieve for them and the rationale behind all that.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a that's a great uh, point. I, I appreciate that. Now, our second topic that we wanted to get a little more deeper into is the first time experience for all participants. I think this is the most intimidating part for for facilities and even for patients. Just being a part of these meetings and and not knowing what to expect, how things are going to turn out to be. So, can you share a little bit about that first time experience for your for your participants?
1: Well. For the, the staff, I think that they, when I spoke to them, um, they they wanted the patients to see how good our quality is and, you know, that we're all working towards um, a better place for everybody. And it's it's not just, um, you know, you give them their report cards and you, you tell them what they need to fix, but there's a greater good going on. So my staff actually enjoyed having the patients present. Wow. Now the patients, when I gave them the opportunity to speak at the end, to see if they could add anything in, um, what they offered was more about, you know, how grateful they felt being in a facility uh, that was so caring. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, they, they weren't just a number. They both came back with, with, Pretty much the same um, statements. Okay. Uh, as for myself, I actually, like you said, I found it very empowering because now I feel like by having the patients and their caregivers participate, um, we, we're taking it a step further. Mm-hmm. You know, this is uh, an engagement of of when you talk about a whole interdisciplinary team, you're engaging everyone. It's just not a care plan meeting. It's trying to bring higher standards to the state, the the center and for the patients. And, and, and I think they really appreciated being part of something greater than just treatments at home.
0: Oh, that's, that's great. Thank you so much. I, th- I, 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 I... I can attest to that as well because I just recently had a a, a patient meeting, our PFAC, the Patient and Family Advisory Council, um, and we had the discussion of patients' participation in the co-op meetings, and one of the things they they said, um, just being a participant in our meeting, in that call, is it provides us um, uh, uh, we have a purpose. It provides us additional purpose um, to be a part of something that's not, not just our daily routines. And so being a part of that group, being a part of those discussions provides them an additional purpose and an opportunity for them to share their own experiences, the things that they're seeing um, and, and the wealth of information that they can bring to the table. So I think that's, uh, that's great. And I, I appreciate also the fact that uh, your staff was um, very supportive of this, of this, uh, it is very supportive of the initiative and everyone is looking forward to doing it uh, on an ongoing basis. And I think that's the goal that we wanna be able to establish with all the facilities. This Mm -hmm. is not because you're participating in a network project or, you know, it's just a a period of time that you're gonna be doing this, Mm -hmm. but we want everyone to see that there is a benefit to the operations of the dialysis center uh, in making this happen. You hear about hospitals, Big hospitals, big entities, having actual members participate in their board of directors meetings and and having uh, that active membership of patients in there because they're serving patients, they're serving families. So to have that voice in there, uh, from that perspective, I think is an integral component of, as you said, of the interdisciplinary team. So. Thank you very much, uh, Eileen, for, for that for that uh, for that information. Uh, our third topic that we want to talk about is some takeaways from the meeting that will impact future meetings. I know you touched a little bit about this and things that you would like to do in the future, but also the work of the facility. Anything else that uh, you would like to add to that?
1: Well, I think I, going forward, um, I know we have paperwork that we initially have the patients sign, um, and their agreement, and and to get an idea of what's going to happen at. The meeting, uh, but I think I need to initially speak to the relevance of the quality meetings mm. and the rationale behind it before I proceed with that initial QAPI meeting, especially to newcomers. So every time um, a new group of people come to, this, to the meeting, patients or caregivers, I want to really address what, how important it is to maintain quality meetings, and always move forward and and improve. Um, I think it was a very positive experience. I think everybody learned from it. Um, You know, we're not all perfect, even at the center, and to get feedback from patients and have a better understanding of what their needs are, we can address them better, Um, and, and to bring in different people during different meetings different patients and caregivers for each meeting um you know even if we if there's one takeaway to show some sort of improvement or make their lives better you know we're trying to humanize dialysis here right yeah. so I think that's a plus um we were able to recruit men peer mentors going forward both of them said they'd be happy to oh, yeah. speak to patients going forward to and and you know what I, I thought was exceptional. The one patient, the peritoneal patient, he goes, I was really scared when I first started Mm -hmm. and, and no one could alleviate, you know, that fear. But if I could help another patient that's coming forward, he said, you know, you guys were all great. And I did everything you told me. And as long as I knew the next step, I was good, but it's still that fear of the unknown. If I can help another patient get past that, he goes. I'm on board. I will be a peer mentor. So, I was able to recruit some peer mentors. Um, our, I it gave them empowerment to participate in the center. You yeah. know that that open transparency. Um, we're not hiding anything. I'm always. I always tell all my patients. You know, if 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 there you find something that that doesn't meet your needs or you're unhappy with, you can come to me. Go to the network. Call the state. I don't ever find um, criticism a bad thing. Yeah. I find we can all learn from it. And I feel that um, maybe this will generate a feel- that feeling of participation in the center and make them more proactive with their care.
0: Yeah, uh, it's interesting you bring up, there's a couple of things that I caught in your in your uh, feedback that you just share. One of them is being that um, you want to be able to share with the patients and a, a little bit of what to expect in those QAPI meetings uh, and understanding a little bit more of what the QAPI meeting is really all about. There is a resource that I have on our website and I'll share that with everyone as well. Uh, it's help patients understand their role in quality assessments and performance improvement in the QAPI meetings, um, as well as quality uh, quality assurance, performance improvement, engaging patients in a virtual environment, which is another help, helpful resource. But to help you with that topic, as you mentioned, of uh, explaining to them or giving them a heads up of this is what you can expect as being a, being a member of our team uh, is something that, that, that uh, um, that is currently available, but I think it could be polished and made specifically to what you're you're addressing. So I will work with our patient and family advisory council to polish uh, some some materials that could be shared with the facilities to kind of give you an additional tool to help you with that description of what the QAPI meeting is and what to expect from that. So I think that's a great, that's a takeaway that I can take away from <laughs> from this discussion today. Um, the second part is, you mentioned that during the QAPI meeting, you had patients or the members that were participating, not just the patient because he had family members as well, interested in being peer mentors. And that is something that I tell the facilities. Uh, We are implementing three projects. The, the, based on patient engagement, we're doing the life plan, which is the plan of care, my dialysis plan. Uh, We're doing the QAPI meetings and the peer mentoring. Uh, and what I say is, you have the co meeting and the peer mentoring could be your same members that are participating in your co meetings. So if you have a peer mentor, that peer mentor can come back and share what the um, the, the interaction with the with the other patients were, um, what happened with with their experience in becoming certified to be a peer mentor. So it's it's additional it's additional topics of discussion that you can bring back to the to the. Uh, to the Quapi meeting discussion. And it says, as, as the saying goes, you're killing two birds, one stone, right? You're basically covering two areas, and now you're doing it with that same member that's actively engaged in your Quapi meeting. So I think that's that's a great takeaway. Um, and then the very last topic that you mentioned, it was remind me again, you, you were talking about like the future of, I, I should start writing this down. This is our very first time doing this. So I thought I was going to keep track of all of them, but you did mention something at the end. Do you mind? refreshing my
1: um it gave them empowerment to participate in the center
0: Yes and, and, yes, and that part, as you mentioned, that you don't only, only want to hear the, the like, the, you know, the patients come to these co meetings, they're going to share things that are maybe not going right with the center, things that are negative that you might perceive or the team may perceive as negative. Um, and that brought to mind something, that discussion that we had just recently, uh, just yesterday with our PFAC, our Patient and Family Advisory Council, um, that through our meeting, there was a new member who came out and say, you know, I appreciate there are many who are sharing positive things about their center and I have not nothing bad to say about my center it's all great things but then I, I don't know I feel a little I feel a little at odds with patients who kind of um, say negative things about their center or they're reporting things that are not going well well with their center and so I took that opportunity to share it look the way we see that is that we don't take it as a negative comment towards the center. We see it as this is, there is an opportunity for us as a group to kind of address those areas of improvement. I see it not as a negative, but as an area of improvement or an area that we can kind of provide support to that, to that peer, uh, to that peer, to that that mentor, not mentor. (laughs) Now I got like the word mentor and peer on my my head, but the subject matter expert. So being able to kind of provide that support to them when they're reporting, Hey, this is what's going on wrong at my center. Hey, I never heard about my dialysis plan. How come my dialysis center hasn't shared that with me? Or um, I didn't know that my facility was hosting monthly QAPI meetings. So those, those are the top of comments that were shared and so this one other patient is engaged at their facility they're seeing all of these things but the other patients who are on these calls who are very active uh, are not seeing at their center so we use it as an opportunity to coaching one another and providing support and saying all right this is what you can take back to your center and ask them how can we partner how can we better partner to make this happen and improve uh, our communication and my support towards you guys so I think that's, uh, that's a great great takeaway so Eileen, before we end today, any uh, additional words of wisdom or any encouraging words that you would like to share um, uh, just from your own experience or that you would like to share with other providers and patients as well?
1: The only thing that, like I said in the beginning, is before you, if this is new to you, I would say go through the paperwork that that Network3 sent to you on empowering p- partners for improved care um, make sure you read it and be prepared to incorporate some of those action items into your quapi, because we normally want to tend to go through the quapi meeting blah 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 you know with with you know you read your you read your quapi, and then you have your action plans and then it's done i would take time like I said, to focus on one or two items that are in your action item list and speak specifically to it and get my input from the patient and not wait until the end to get input. That's that's all that I have to add.
0: That's great. And thank you so much. Well, this is our time for today. Thank you so much, Eileen, for joining us and sharing your unique experiences. I know every facility has their own unique experiences, and hopefully they can benefit from this, as well as patients and family members kind of encourage them to be a part of um, uh, of their QAPI meeting and, and have that active engagement. So to our listeners out there, uh, this is our first time doing this, so I hope you enjoy our, our discussion today. I appreciate Eileen for being our very first guest in this uh, epic podcast. Um, we're going to call it going forward. So if you have any specific topics of interest in the future that you'd like to hear more about, or if you yourself would like to be a guest speaker uh, here in our podcast, please uh, send me an email at ycubillo at qualityinsights.org. Well, thank you all for listening for listening today uh, and being a part of our EPIC podcast. Stay tuned for next month's topic. Thank you all.
1: Thank you, Jesse.